0: Treat's mother who raised
1: him, Taylor. And I'm his cool lesbian aunt who loves him so very much, Jemmy. And this is The Final Girl Files. This week we watched 2007's Trick or Treat directed by Michael Doherty, starring Brian Cox, Anna Paquin, Dylan Baker and Quinn Lord. Just like the Halloween movie ever. I'll say Say that. It. Fucking say that. I'll say that. It's the Halloween movie ever. Uh, you want to get trigger warnings out of the way?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Uh ableist language is the only one that really sticks out to me. Yeah, the arcelor gets thrown around
0: like two or three times.
1: Yeah, it's not great. But no. also the also the people who do it do get killed, which Yeah. You know. <laughs>
0: if you're an ableist little bully You get killed. You get murdered in this movie. So honestly
1: Um, other than that, just like general horror movie things, violence, blood and yeah. guts. There's titties, brief There's titties. titties. There are brief titties in this. Brief titties. Um Yeah, that's all I can really think of. If you're not
0: sexy, <clears throat> you won't oh, like it. Oh, there is a uh, like child murder. If that oh, is yeah, like yeah, yeah. a thing for you because I know some people who are like kids getting killed in horror movies not not my favorite. So, yeah, like a like a kid gets
1: Murdered there's in a, this there's a good amount of child death in this actually. Yeah, there's yeah.
0: I'm I was thinking specifically of the kid who gets killed by the principal. But yeah, the group of shitty ableist bullies gets murdered.
1: Uh, I mean, in the flashback, the yeah, mentally of, yeah, the group
0: the group of kids on the bus. Yeah, there's yeah. this
1: movie is
0: has a shocking amount of child death in it. So yeah, if that specifically is something that bothers you, you, watch out for. Yeah, maybe 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 yeah. skip this one.
1: Oh, the dog also does die, which is sad. Yes,
0: there is a there's animal death, which rest
1: R. I. in P. peace. RIP spite, the real one. What a king. We, he didn't del- him, he didn't deserve it. it. He didn't deserve no. it. No. Anyway, now that we've gotten that out of the way, if none of these things are things that uh, bother you, join us as we talk about the horror movie, the Halloween horror movie ever.
0: It's so good. <laughs> I... I can't believe it took me until I was a full grown adult to watch this movie because this feels like something that I should have watched and adored in high school.
1: Was this another movie that I forced you to watch? Yeah, no, yeah. Um, maybe. I think, I think it think, was. No, we
0: we definitely watched it together the first time I watched it.
1: Yeah. This is another movie that I had to force your hand to watch because I I definitely spent a couple years of our friendship being like, Taylor, you should watch Trick or Treat. You'll really like it. And then, (laughs) as always, we're both terrible at watching things that the other one says that we'll like. (laughs) Yeah. But then
0: I watched it and now it's completely 100% in my Halloween rotation.
1: So I I first watched this movie actually because in 2015, I saw Krampus, which is Michael Doherty's other like Halloween, not Halloween, holiday horror movie, obviously about Christmas. And I was really into it. It became like a, a brief hyperfixation for me. And all of my friends who were familiar with it, who also liked it, were like, you should watch Trick or Treat. That's Michael Doherty's other movie. And I think you'll really love it. And I had also heard. So there was a podcast, a horror podcast that I used to listen to that I, uh, Recently cut out of my life because one of the hosts was posting conjuring slander on her Twitter and I don't have room (laughs) in my life for that. (laughs) I completely dropped this podcast because of that. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. And that's called self-care, babes. It's self-care. They did an episode where they talked about this movie and I listened to it just because I was curious about the movie, about like what was going on in it. And so I knew like plot points in this. Most importantly, I knew about the werewolves. (laughs) Yeah. um, So that kind of spurred me on. I think it was a couple of years after Krampus came out that I finally sat down. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch Trick or Treat. Everyone's been telling me I should watch it. I'm going to do that now. It's Halloween. It's like October. I'm going to do it. And I watched it and I fell in love with it because it's so wonderful. Yeah. It's so wonderful. It is. It's like... It's so weird because mean spirited movies are usually like kind of a turn off for me, but trick yeah, or treat. Me too. I usually don't like them very much, but trick or treat. And I think this is the same thing with Krampus too, because Krampus is also pretty mean spirited. But like both of these movies hold such a love for the root of the holidays that they explore. And mm-hmm. it, it, this one especially, like there's so much joy and fun. And just, like, you can tell that this movie was made by people who just fucking love Halloween.
0: Yeah.
1: Much like me. And I mean. think... Exactly. And I think that uh, kind of mitigates the mean spirit of this that would normally be a turnoff for me. So shall I let our listeners in on the plot of this? Yes,
0: absolutely. I mean... I, I don't know how you're going to be able to summarize the plot of this film, but go off
1: well, you see Taylor, I'm going to read the plot summary that is on Google. oh thank God someone did the work for us. <laughs> Interwoven stories demonstrate that some traditions are best not forgotten as the residents of a small town face real ghosts and goblins on Halloween, which is kind of a kind of a uh what's the word I'm looking for it's 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 a false uh. It's false because there are no goblins in this movie. And there, <laughs> no, are, there no are no goblins. goblins. There, there are aren't no even any trolls. There aren't any goblins or ghosts in this movie. However, there are supernatural creatures, so I will give them a pass. Beasts. There are beasts.
0: Well, mm, I guess Sam is kind of a goblin.
1: Oh he's yeah, he's oh he is kinda of, he does have like goblin
0: energy. He does. He has he has a goblin face when he takes his mask off. So I think, I I know- think Sam might be the goblin in question.
1: He may be that very goblin. He may be that very
0: goblin, yeah.
1: (laughs) So, I know what my answer is for this question, Mm -hmm. but because this is an anthology, I will start you out, I'll start us out by asking, Taylor, what is your favorite trick-or-treat segment? Ooh. Hmm. Because I know my answer, and everyone who's listening probably also knows Everyone
0: knows what your particular answer is. (laughs) Um, this is hard. I think it might be... I think it might be Sam versus Mr. Krieg, honestly.
1: That's a lot of people's favorite, and, like, I get it. It's a really good segment, but it's also the segment that I am most likely to tune out, because it comes right after the werewolves. (laughs) So at that point, I'm like, okay, I, like, have seen what I watched this movie for. I mean... Let's be honest with ourselves. You, you, have got
0: your post nut clarity going.
1: I do have my post nut clarity going. It's <laughs> <is> the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, and we all know that. That's, that's true. Why. It's true. It's so true. I do have my post nut clarity going, and that's yeah. why I usually tune out yeah. uh, Sam versus Mister Krieg, which is a shame because it is a very good segment. <laughs> it's just so fun. I just, I mean, maybe
0: it's just because I love. Sam so much. He's a and good I just good boy. I just like to see him do anything. I would watch a movie of Sam literally doing anything. Uh, and I just I I think it's really also just very clever the way that it ties in with the other segments. Like you have the bit with him um, shouting uh, through the fence to Mr. Wilkins. That's like mm-hmm. you know like you're seeing the same scene from the Mr. Wilkins story from a different perspective. Yep. I re I like when movies do that. I think that's fun when like uh, it is movies very fun. that kind of do time jumpy stuff. Um, do the thing where they're like, oh, we're gonna give you the same scene, but from the perspective of a different character. So that's always fun. Um, I I love Sam. I love to see Sam do anything,
1: and I just I I'm a I enjoy Brian Cox. I think he's fucking great. <laughs> it's so funny you were saying to me last night because we were ta- obviously talking about this because you were watching it last night. I was. And you were like, I can't see Brian Cox as anyone but that guy from Succession, which is very funny because I feel like if I watched Succession, I'd just be like, oh, that's Mr. Krieg.
0: I mean, to be fair, his vibes in Succession are very, very different because he's like a rich douchebag CEO old man as opposed to like grumpy small town old man from Ohio. So like his face is the
1: same, though, Taylor is the thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, his his face is the same. Um. It's it's just funny to me because I'm like, why is Logan Logan Roy really let himself go, you know? <laughs>
1: like Yeah, um, I'd be watching
0: Succession, like, oh, Mr. Krieg really stepped it up. <laughs> Mr. Krieg like pulled himself up by his bootstraps. <laughs> Got his life together. Um, so and I I mean Brian Cox, I mean he's also in you know he's he's a freaking horror mainstay you know uh-huh. he's in uh the the autopsy of Jane Doe he was the mm-hmm. original Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter like he he's got horror cred and he's yeah. really good in this movie i i i don't i don't want to boil him down to just logan roy um yeah no he's great in this he's he's a very prolific actor of stage and screen but he is also he is also logan roy and <laughs> um I'm like, sir, you need to be like in a glass office shouting at your depressed, rich, douchebag children, you know, like.
1: (laughs) Again, if I watched the session, I'd be like, you need to be fighting Sam Trick or Treat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so I just I really enjoy seeing an actor that I really like and my son uh, battle it out. So I just really like that scene. Hey, Jimmy, what's your favorite uh, segment of this film? I'm sure the answer will surprise me. (laughs)
1: Uh, it is actually, uh, Mr. Vulcan's The Principal, no, I'm kidding. I, wow, see, really? I can't, huh. I can't even make a joke, because, like, normally if I was answering this, I'd make a joke about, like, the worst section, but, like, they're, they're all good. They're there all are no connection. bad segments in this movie, actually. This movie does not have a
0: The Crate.
1: It does not have a crate. Literal like or the-
0: figurative. We're, we're, this is, it's a creep, we're making a creep show, Joe, because The Crate creep is show, the worst segment yeah. in Creep Show. If you haven't listened to our episode on that.
1: Um, But yeah, this one doesn't have a bad one Fuck the crate There's no fuckable monsters in that However, there are fuckable monsters in this (laughs) Yes, Ah. there are Okay Let me take you back to my childhood
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, everybody Let's take a seat, let's close
1: our eyes Let's go on a journey (laughs) When I was young
0: I was furry
1: I was, of course, naturally as obsessed with werewolves As I am now Possibly even more, but I don't know so the thing about werewolves, though, is that a lot of werewolf media is about how much it sucks to be a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And this did not sit well with baby Jemmy, because baby to baby Jemmy, the ability to transform into a wolf sounded fucking awesome. And you know what? To grown up Jemmy, it also sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I never really thought about it. But like, yeah, 90% of werewolf
0: media is about like a tormented person who is like,
1: oh, this curse that I have that
0: I hate myself for. Ah, I'm a monster.
1: Exactly. And this was always like, I was always so disappointed. And- As opposed to vampire media, which is like sometimes about that,
0: but sometimes it's I'd say it's about a 50 50 at this point in time about like, vibing versus Oh, me the tormented monster.
1: See, I think the only piece of media that I can think of from my childhood that didn't have that with werewolves was surprisingly the werewolf of Fever Swamp from the Goosebumps series. Oh, I was going to say Scooby-Doo and the Zombie Island. They're they're not
0: really werewolves. They're like werecats. I think they count. They're really hot werecats. They are really hot. (laughs) Oh. It's so hot. Um, (laughs) Anyway,
1: so... I I was always on the lookout for, like, media where it was fun and cool to be a werewolf and also for lady werewolves. And I usually got neither. This movie has both at once and the lady werewolves are really sexy. I love them. They're my wives. I would let them kill me in the middle of the woods. And I would be so happy to do it. And you're so valid for that. They are so fucking hot. Like They are so hot. Like, listen, listen. Is it male gaze? Yes. However, I love women and I'm yeah. I'm willing to forgive it. I'm also willing to forgive it because like to an extent, the male gaze is somewhat subverted by the fact that they do start ripping their skin off and turning into wolves. However, the the vibe is like, "Oh, this is sexy until it isn't." And I'm like, "No, Mike, it's all sexy. No, 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 Michael
0: Doherty, you don't the, understand.
1: The whole like, thing is hot. <laughs> you don't get it. It's it's all hot. Like I see, I see people talking about this segment being like, "Oh yeah, it's it's." I stop being like sexually attracted to the women when they start ripping their skin off, and I'm like, "That's where it stops for you." Yeah, like, like what, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like you're done there? No, that's what makes it the hot. That's hotter than the 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 sexy dancing. Like the whole thing is hot. The whole All thing is it. hot, guys. And just nobody it, understands this movie like we do. It is a, like a combination of like, yes, it's sexy, but it is also like the kind of thing Baby Jemmy would have loved to see. And yeah. it, it's just it's so good, and it's for it's made for me. Michael Darby did this for me, and I'm so grateful every day. Thank you, Michael Darby, for giving Jemmy. Everything that she's ever wanted out of werewolf media. Thank you so much, Mike. I'm so sad. There was supposed- Apparently, like, a TV show in the works about the werewolves, and it just never happened. Excuse me? Yeah. It was- Excuse the fuck out of me?
0: I wish it had happened. See, that Beastly Kingdom universe, that happened. Oh my god, you're so right. You're so fucking right. It's been a while since we talked about the
1: Beastly Kingdom universe. I swear to god this was supposed to be a thing and I can't find it on google but I swear to you I've heard about this it's so fucked up that it didn't happen (laughs) it was supposed to be called bitches
0: (laughs) stop it right now
1: (laughs) it was supposed to be called bitches yeah oh my god that would have been a perfect show I know fuck off I, I think that's like one of the places where we like diverted into the dark timeline that we're in now. I agree. Definitely one of the diversion points.
0: That's definitely like one of the butterfly effect things.
1: Yeah. That's why we have COVID. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For
0: sure. Um, so we, if you haven't seen this movie, we, we, we keep mentioning someone named Sam. Do you want to tell our audience who Sam is?
1: I would love to tell our audience who Sam is. He's Inform sweet, them. Enlighten he's my them. sweet, wonderful boy. No. Sam is so in Krampus. And I compare this movie to Krampus a lot because Krampus was the first one I saw, and Krampus was my hyperfixation for a little while. Krampus himself represents like the spirit of Christmas, right? And so Sam is his Halloween equivalent, basically. He is a little pumpkin goblin. Uh, he goes around killing people who don't... Uh, don't follow the rules of Halloween. Which, like, by the way, I love that this movie establishes that there are, like, rules of Halloween. It, br- it I feel like it really brings it back to, like, the pagan roots. And it feels very almost fae in origin oh for sure like this is you know the night where things where the veil between the worlds is the thinnest there are rules you have to follow to make sure that the creatures who come through don't fucking get you um and that is established like over and over in this movie and the worst thing you can do on halloween which listeners listen to this because maybe it will keep you safe on halloween yeah we could be saving your lives right now Do not blow out your jack-o'-lantern. Before midnight, right? Yeah, before midnight. You have to keep it out. Keep it lit, baby. Or you'll end up like the deeply invalid straight couple at the beginning of this movie. Fuck those people. (laughs) Fuck those people! Those people are a shining example of why heterosexuals should be oppressed. Invalid heterosexuals.
0: They are every, like, bad stereotype of, like, a straight couple.
1: They so, suck. It's awful. And the, the fucking lady hates Halloween. I'm like, you are, you deserved everything that Sam did to you. <laughs> exactly. Here, listen, here's my
0: fucking thing. Sam is so real for, for what he did. This this whole movie, he is only doing correct things. I forgive him for everything he did. He's allowed. He has,
1: he has a permit. He's over, like... He's he's centuries old. He's no, been a No, he's not. He's a, a little time. baby. He's a centuries old baby. This like these two these two concepts can, can exist simultaneously. Taylor.
0: Okay. Can I? My favorite thing about Sam. Yes. I've spoken about this before, but it, uh, but it bears repeating because it is it's just so delightful. She's so about usually, to say everything. You, usually in movies, because Sam is like a little kid. Like he's mm-hmm. supposed to be like you know like he's like a old kind of. He's the spirit of Halloween. He's centuries old, but he, you know, he's meant to look like a child.
1: And he looks like a little
0: retreater with a little sackcloth mask on. He's very Yeah, he's, he's a little baby. And, you know, usually when you have, like, you know, small characters in movies or characters who are meant to be children, like, just for, like, reasons of, you know, like, practical, like, reasons, like, for filming, you it's usually, you know, sometimes it's like a little person in a costume. Sometimes it's like, you know, animatronics or something. Like Chucky, they usually
1: do something like that. But like, Sometimes they do an orphan first kill and it's literally just someone on their fucking knees. Yeah, it's
0: <laughs> they'll usually do tricks to get around having to have an actual kid in. And it would have been very easy for them to do that since he is masked for the entirety of the film. Mm-hmm. Um But... There's a, there's a baby in that costume.
1: There's a little kid in that costume. There's an also. actual
0: little kid in that costume. And something about it makes me... I have never felt... I, I don't want children. I am not a maternal person by any means. But when I watch this movie... I, I become like, I'm like, that is my child. That's my son. I raised him like, like he walks like a little kid. He's he's got his little hands. Like I, I have never felt more maternal (laughs) than I do when I see
1: Sam Trigger Treat, the little baby walking around. Did you also know, so at the beginning of the movie, the first time we see the werewolf girls, they're, like, in a changing room talking about fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> or t- Actually, they're talking about eating people, but we don't know that. But at the time, we think they- that's a really good misdirect,
0: by the way. I love that. Like, the double entendre of them talking openly about e- killing and eating people, but like, they're using language that's, they're- they just sound like women bragging about, Men that they've slept with,
1: exactly. Um, anyway, we see that there's a little kid like looking in on them, like being a little peeping tom. That is the same kid playing Sam. Oh,
0: for real? Yeah. Aww, that kid's really cute too. So cute.
1: that's cute kid. Aww, Quinn Lord. That's a baby. It's funny. I was looking on um, Letterbox just to get like actor names, and the picture they have for Quinn Lord is like him now. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, you know. He's like 20 something i don't like that it's bad it's bad dude no he shouldn't have been allowed to get older jesus anyway i don't like
0: that at all yeah it's bad it's real bad bad but yeah i just something about there being an actual little kid in that costume just toddling around oh my god he is the cutest thing that has ever lived or ever will live. I love you, Sam. I have like a little, um, like a little action figure, Sam, who sits on my shelf uh Aww. year
1: round and he is Jace my friend. Okay, I think is did you get the NECA one? Yes. Yeah, Jace has him. He's so cute. They had a little stuff, Sam at Spirit Halloween. I saw it on Instagram this year, and I Wanted to get one, but I could never find them at the Spirit Halloweens near my house. It is always really funny because, like, you know, Spirit Halloween and some other retailers, they sell,
0: like, Sam's for, like, Halloween decorations. Mm -hmm. And it's always funny when I see, like, Sam outside of someone's house and, like, I'm always like, do you think this person has seen Trick or Treat? Or do (laughs) do they just, they're like, oh, a little scarecrow guy. (laughs) should we talk about the other segments besides our favorites besides our two favorites yeah um well (laughs) maybe maybe (laughs) we should first talk about (laughs) the mr wilkins sequence so we can get some things out of the way yeah hey taylor how'd you feel about that one Mm, i don't like to talk about it okay guys (laughs) (laughs) guys (laughs) i'm looking you in the eyes right now over the internet Knowing me and the kind of person that I am, (laughs) and the life that I live, the life I choose to live, (laughs) and the taste in men that God gave me, um, how y'all think she feels
1: about the principal? Something about, and I don't. (laughs) He's so pathetic. (laughs) He's such like a he kills people. He's pathetic, and he's a surprisingly good dad. He is okay. I love okay. I love the build up at the end of that segment. It's so
0: good. It's expertly oh my god. done.
1: It is like genuinely expert like suspense and misdirection, where you think he's about to fucking kill his child, but in reality, it's just wholesome father son murder bonding. I I'm fucking love god, it. like it's adorable. It's so cute. It's so uh-huh. surprisingly wholesome. Like, I'm nothing, con- like a,
0: nothing like a serial killer teaching his son how to carve up a human head.
1: Like, listen, I wouldn't fault my wives for anything, but it is slightly sad that this little murder child has lost his murder father. It's true. It's true. Maybe he could get adopted by the werewolf girls.
0: Ooh, I love that. Maybe they could have a little baby werewolf running around with him. I love that. That's my new headcanon. New headcanon just dropped. <laughs> but yeah, so um, the first time I ever watched this movie, I... <laughs> I was What'd not you prepared. I was not prepared for... <laughs> I, didn't,
1: I didn't know... I, f- I feel like this was the point in our friendship where I didn't really know to warn you. Like, it wasn't super early on, but it was early on enough that I hadn't quite started kink-shaming you at every turn. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like, like you knew vaguely that I was, like, kind of a villain fucker, which, like, so many people are villain
1: fuckers. Here's the thing. I'm a lesbian... We're, we're villain fuckers, like, by default. Exactly. Like, if I see a hot lady who kills people in anything, I'm like, hell yeah, mommy. But the, but I... <laughs> so, my thing is a little more specific than that. It is. I, I had yet to learn the intricacies of... Uh, <laughs> the the... <laughs> intricacies of the dark corners of my mind. Exactly. Uh, listen...
0: He's over, again, he's over 40, he kills people, he's really pathetic, and he's a good dad. Like, what more could you want? What more could you want? And, yeah, it did, it, all this to say, it did something to me that I wasn't expecting. And now, every time I watch this movie, I remember the feeling that I first felt (laughs) when this man (laughs) came onto the screen and I. This horrible little scrunkly. This scrunk, this scrunkly piece of shit. Oh, I love him. Love him. <laughs> That's all. I He looks like if Herbert West was straight. Okay, I'm moving on now.
1: But <laughs> he does. He's Herbert he does. West. He's Herbert West's heterosexual variant.
0: Heterosexual A
1: U Herbert West. Um, okay,
0: no. We'll move on now, but I just needed to say it.
1: I will say another thing about this um this segment is that I love, and this comes up in Krampus too, Michael Darty is so good at writing kids who are little shits. Oh my god, he's just so good at writing kids, period. He, he really is. Even like I, I'm we'll talk about this more when we do Krampus, but like even the good kids that he writes are kind of little shits, and it's great. Because that's how kids are. It's how kids are, and like, this movie did like the casually swearing little kids ten years before it, it, it 2017 did. Period, and it was I. I. It was a pioneer. Okay, it was a pioneer. And you, you will put have, some motherfucking respect on this
0: movie's name for that. You wouldn't
1: have kids on bikes if you didn't have trick or treat.
0: Yeah, let's actually let's talk about that segment.
1: Oh my god, she's just like me for real. Oh my god, she's just like me for real. Okay, Rhonda. Rhonda. I mean, so I.
0: I they they don't ever actually say. That she is autistic, but, like, 555, like, five, come on now.
1: He's heavily autism coded. But, like, she is, though. And she's just like me for real. And She is just like me for real. Also, I want to give her props for the proper pronunciation of Sawin. Yeah, she's she's so real for that. Because I know a lot of people say Samhain or something like that, but no, 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 it's Sawin. Thank you. Yeah, she's so real for that. She's so and real for that.
0: I love this segment because it's about bullies getting getting got, and Do you <laughs> not like many movies I... are brave enough to just have bullies just die it's and really. have it be framed as a good thing.
1: Rhonda and Carrie White would be best friends. Yeah, they would. Oh my god. Yeah. I think it's really- and I made a note of this. I think it's really interesting- how the victims of the school bus massacre are treated by the narrative. And I don't want to give Michael Doherty like too many props because that's not really in my place. And also I I'm sure he didn't do it perfectly. Like it's still kind of kind of hashtag problematic. But I think it's interesting. Like they're scary and they're like spooky zombie kids, but you do root for them. Like the Yeah, real like, mon- like, they're correct. The real monsters of that story are Mr. Krieg and the parents who bribed him. And it's, it's pretty, like, obviously framed that way by the narrative. I also think it's great that in a story about, like, you know, mentally disabled kids getting murdered by their shitty parents, we also get Rhonda, who is deeply autism-coded, showing no fucking mercy to the kids who are tormenting her for literally no reason and basically like saying fuck you die for doing this to me. I it feels yeah. very thematically appropriate.
0: I just I I also really really like the framing of the the bus incident. I think it is it reminds me a lot of well, it reminded me a lot of Creepshow. Um mm-hmm. specifically the uh something to tide you over segment. Mm-hmm. Where like the people who are like murdered and coming back for revenge are scary zombies in both of those segments, but also in both of those segments, they're like they're correct to do what they did, and they're the narrative treats it as like haha, karma's coming back to get you, motherfuckers exactly. and it's just it's it's interesting to me. And, like, the creep show segment is based on these kinds of, like, 1950s, like, EC Comics kind of stories, which do something similar. But, um, it, it is just really cool. I, I guess cool is a, a, probably the best word for it. That, like, you know, just because they're monsters doesn't mean that they are the villains. Exactly. They're just the arbiters of justice raining down upon the real villains, which are the shitty bullies.
1: Just like Gold Star Michael Doherty, not as ableist as you could have been. <laughs> and of course at the end, Mr. Krieg, but like Yeah I think it's interesting. That's not in that to... segment that comes in later. I think it's interesting to compare this to Creep Show because uh funny story. This movie was supposed to be accompanied by a series of horror comics about each of the segments. Oh interesting. I'm pretty sure that I mean, I'm not, I'm pretty sure like I own it. They put an omnibus, I don't know if these are the same comics that they were going to release alongside the movie, but a couple of years ago, they put like a big omnibus together of the like comics about every segment, as well as a few like bonus stories. And I do own it, and it is wonderful. I'm so sad that it got water damaged back in the day. I don't, I don't remember how it happened. I think it might have just been under my bed. In a different room of the house, because I uh, used to sleep in the basement. I think it was just under my bed in the basement, and the basement got flooded. I saved it as best I could. It's still like readable and everything, but the- it does do that weird thing blur- that pages of a book do when they get wet. So it Aww. is rest in peace. Yeah, it's sad, but it uh, it's still legible. It's still like fine. Like I can still read it. So that's I think you really sent mattered. me some
0: some pictures of of. Some of the panels in that comic, um, and the art is really, really cool.
1: They're very cool. They're actually each one, each like segment is done in, in a different style, like a different artist did it. So oh, interesting. I
0: mean, you've sent me the one, the obvious.
1: Yeah, one. I've sent you the. I've sent you the wolves.
0: <laughs> you you you've sent me some pictures of the werewolves. So I think you've seen that one. But the art in that one is really, really cool. I might is. is I might have to. I mean, is it like hard to find? I might have to track this down.
1: Hang on, let me look because I know. I think they still have it. Oh, no, it's out of stock. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty hard to find because it's it was like, a, I remember vaguely that it was like limited release. I'll I'll just have to go hunting for it. Oh, it's on Thriftbooks. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you can find it online. Like, Thriftbooks is my bestie. Exactly. You can find it online. I'm sure you could find like a PDF of it. Uh, it looks like they have a Kickstarter going.
0: Yeah, but it it looks really really cool and I really liked the art in the Werewolf segment, so.
1: Yeah, it was great. It was a it's a cool little thing to own.
0: Okay, so so I do have a question for you about this movie. Sure. So, com- once again comparing this to Creepshow, do you prefer an anthology story that's structured like this or one that's more like show. Like this one is kind of like all of the stories are interconnected and it's kind of jumping around to different spots on the same night in the same town. And, you know, there's not really a very clear delineation between the stories and they kind of cross over into each other. Mm-hmm. versus the creep show style, which is like, here is a short film about people, here is a short film about an unrelated thing in a different place, here is a third, like, et cetera, et cetera. Like, when it comes to anthology movies, what do you prefer?
1: I mean, is it anthology movies specifically? Because I think my answer is going to differ depending on- Yeah, I on think like, movie. movies
0: specifically, because anthology TV shows are a different thing.
1: A different breed. I, I think I prefer this. Honestly, and that could just be because I prefer Trick or Treat to Creepshow. Like, they're both fucking great and I love them both, but this is like Trick or Treat is my favorite out of the two of them. Mm -hmm. I just, and it it would depend too on like the director, because I'm sure not every director could pull this off as well as Michael Doherty does. Well, yeah, of course, I'm
0: talking about like the best possible versions of both of these types of anthology films.
1: I think I prefer this. I like to see how all of the different pieces fit together and I think it gives us more time with each segment and like, you know, we don't have to finish one segment, say goodbye to it and then immediately pick up a new one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I agree. I really like this kind of
0: an anthology story. I, I just really enjoy also seeing the like clever ways in which the director is able to weave the stories into one another like the reveal that Mr Krieg was the bus driver
1: like that kind of thing yeah and you know Mr Wilkins was the vampire guy running around biting people yeah he was, not an actual vampire but, no you know.
0: he's no he's not actually a vampire he's just he's a freak a face <laughs> vampire yeah he's just a freak he's just a freak. <laughs> And you love him for that. I do love him for that. Um, but yeah, I just, I I think it's, it shows more skill. Uh, not, yeah. Again, th- I fucking love Creepshow and I love like more straightforward anthology things like Body Bags mm-hmm. too is another one of my faves yeah. that is like very much in that style of like, here's
1: a short film, here's another short film. I mean, we both- Was it, like, the episode we just recorded that we wanted a whole screen about how much we love The Twilight Zone? Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, So, you know, obviously, like, if you do a movie like that really, really well, like, it's going to be fucking great. And I'm going to love it. But Mm -hmm. I think just, like, again, just, like, comparing the genres themselves to one another, I I think it just, it shows, or rather, it gives the directors and the writers more of an opportunity to to be clever. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just, I'm just always a sucker for seeing, uh, like, just little, little clever connections between the two stories.
1: Yeah, definitely, for
0: sure. And also, I just really like when the, when this particular movie, I really enjoy when it reveals that something that you thought was an unrelated thing like an unrelated side character has been from another story the whole time. Like the reveal that the vampire guy is Mr. Wilkins.
1: Yep, and also it's just really good. We see that fucking straight couple walking around in the background. Yes! like Laurie <laughs> <laughs> like fucking bumps into him at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of hate. course,
0: I I really enjoy the. You know, you you watch Mr. Krieg and Sam fucking battle it out. He shoots Sam several times. That's delightful. I think it's really funny that Sam just gets shot with a shotgun a bunch of times. And he's it doesn't fine. keep
1: him down. And he's fine. I do love also the opening and... Inclo- this, this wasn't the closing shot, but like the opening shot of this. And I think it, it's such a good like... Way to bring it all together is so you have like this opening shot, and it when you watch it the first time, it doesn't, it just seems like a generic, like, oh, we're opening, here's the Halloween ambiance thing of like watching someone pulling a jack o' lantern in a wagon. They almost get hit by a car on as they cross the street. And then later on, towards the end, we pull back, and it's like, oh, it was Rhonda pulling the jack o' lantern that she used to protect herself in the quarry. And it's the werewolf girls driving the car. And yeah. you, see, you see Billy Wilkins, who is the is uh, Mr. Wilkins' son, sitting on the porch handing out candy. Like, it's so good. It's it so is. good. It's, it's just delightful. I just
0: find it very clever. And I think that more anthology movies should be this type of anthology movie. Like, obviously, you can't make a movie like Creep Show into a movie like this. It's yeah. impossible. But... If you're gonna make an anthology movie, I just, I think it's, I, I just love the idea of having them all take place in the same location and be about characters who are just kind of superficially running into one another. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's really, really good.
1: I think if they do a trick-or-treat too, they should have a cute little Krampus tie-in because it is like confirmed that Krampus and trick-or-treat take place in the same universe I don't it's sad that they couldn't do it with like the actual characters from the movie because the actual characters from the movie all of them like the kids are all grown up now like it's been half a decade since Krampus came out (laughs) so (laughs) unfortunately I don't think they could get those actors back but it would be fun I think Krampus and Sam hang out together I do I
0: I do think they hang out together I personally I think that Michael Doherty should do a third movie that's about, like, fucked-up Easter horror. Or
1: fucked-up Thanksgiving horror. Uh, we already have Pilgrim, That's though. true, we do already have Pilgrim, and Pilgrim is wonderful. Pilgrim fucking
0: slaps. Pilgrim is basically the trick-or-treat Krampus three that we deserve as a it society. Is.
1: Please watch Pilgrim.
0: Please watch Pilgrim, it's so good.
1: Do you know what I love about this movie? Like, in t- In keeping in like the love of Halloween, like it also pulls in a lot of like classic Halloween urban legends, like of course, they do the poison candy and the candy and the the razor blades and the candy. but I also love the part where uh Mr. Wilkins as Mr. Vampire Man like kills that one lady and then just like positions her body so it looks like she's just passed out drunk by the like on a wall, yeah. That reminded me so much of like those urban legends you hear about, like people finding bodies in haunted houses that were described like just disguised as props. The yes. Whole time oh my god! They don't realize until like they start to smell or something like that. Like yeah, I, I just I love how much this movie loves Halloween. Yeah,
0: it's it's, it's so delightful. It's I amazing. also another thing that I noticed during the the, the Mr. Wilkins uh, sequence. Is that when he gives the poison candy to that kid and he starts like throwing up, mm-hmm. it <laughs> it reminded me of, there's this one Tales from the Crypt episode, and I love Tales from the Crypt, it's one of my favorite shows ever, Um there's this, but my favorite episode of Tales from the Crypt is called Creep Course, and it's, like, basically a giant parody of, like, uh, John Hughes, like, 80s John Hughes movies, mm-hmm. but I won't get into it, but, like, there is a scene where uh, a character is fed something that makes them throw up and it's just like this nasty brown black like it's in this movie it is so fucking nasty it's so gross and like i don't it just immediately reminded me of that scene from creep course i i think it's actually anthony michael hall in that episode um which is funny um i mean in that episode anthony michael hall also like shits himself too and like he, he he's oh, barfing right. and he's also shitting but like the like, spirit shitting, of it is there i just really crying, like
1: growing up shitting pissing farting yeah shitting
0: yeah. P- shitting and pissing and farting and you know yeah and coming etc etc
1: screaming crying throwing up yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah it, it just reminded me of that episode because i remember i first watched that episode tales from the crypt when i was a teenager and i was just oh that really got to me how like it was just brown it was like dark brown it was so gross Um and th- this movie also, like, when he throws up, it's and I mean, I guess it's because he just ate a shit ton of chocolate. Yeah. But, like, it's still just, like, really gross to see this kid just, like, projectile vomiting this dark brown puke. It's really bad.
1: Nasty. Also, I will say that kid Charlie is another example of how good Michael Doherty is at writing kids and mostly kids who are little shits.
0: Yeah, it's very it's good. he's really good. He's very funny. I also think it's really funny that like he's you know like stealing candy or whatever from this house, and then you know his fucking principal comes out, and the principal's like, "Yeah, sit with me and like let's chat for a bit." Like, would you not immediately be like, "I have to go home right now"? Yeah, I feel
1: like that's stranger danger right there. Like-, like, like that's my principal,
0: like my school principal, but also like, I I I'm going home. I
1: need to go home. It, it appears that, like, all the fucking teachers in this town are like this, too, because when you see the shitty bully kids go to, like, another one of their teachers' houses, she's having this, like, Oh, yeah, Halloween- she's having, like, a swinger party. Like a Halloween rager. Also, fun fact, she is a werewolf, because we see her later on in the werewolf clearing. Stop! For real? I didn't we even do. know that! We do. It's, like, really quick. It's, like, that one shot where it's, like, going over the, cl- the whole, like, clearing and- it's showing, like, all the bodies and stuff. and you That's can see awesome. Her, you can see her, like, rolling the guy in the hot dog costume.
0: That's so fucking good. funny. I love that. I did not even so notice fun. that. Oh, my God. Next time I watch this movie, I'm going to have to watch out for her during the uh, werewolf
1: scene. There you go. Every time you watch this movie, there's something new to pick up on, which is fun.
0: She's also fucking delightful, by the way. <laughs> like, her, like, little brief scene where the kids, like, open the door and she is, like, drunk off her ass. And she's
1: so good.
0: Having her, like, little, like, Halloween rager with her and her friends. Like, it's just great. It's awesome.
1: Good for her. Good, good for her. She offers him a drink, like... <laughs> yeah, she's so fucking funny. Oh, I love this movie it. Is, this movie is hilarious, honestly. like, Yeah, this movie, like,
0: we haven't really talked about it much, but this movie is really, really funny.
1: It is. Michael Again, Michael Doherty is so good at horror comedies because he does it again in Krampus. I think one thing that I really cuz
0: i think that there are two schools of thought when it comes to like horror comedies. Mhm. And i think like you can pretty evenly divide them into like there's like the Mel Brooks kind of young Frankenstein horror comedy where it's like a comedy movie with kind of horror elements sprinkled in for like flavor. Like like like, like the setting is kind of horror inspired, but like the movie itself is not trying to scare you. Yeah. It's a comedy that happens to be parodying horror movies. Like Young Frankenstein is not scary and it's not supposed to be. It's just a funny movie that happens to be about Frankenstein.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: As opposed to something like, like this, like Trick or Treat, which is an actual horror movie that is, that is meant to scare you in parts or gross you out or whatever, but it's and it has like actual genuine gore and scary moments but is also just fucking hilarious and has moments of like gen, like really, really funny gags amidst the genuine horror. And I don't know. I just, I really, really like that about this movie that it is fucking hilarious. And it's also not, it's, it's not afraid to be scary while also trying to make you laugh.
1: Exactly. It's funny. Like horror and comedy Setting up a scare is a lot like setting up a joke. Mm, Jordan Peele and talks
0: about this a lot.
1: Exactly. And I think we talked, I think we actually talked like the, about this when we did Us, but it's like, it's it feels like it should be surprising when horror, mov- horror directors and people who work in horror largely can do comedy or vice versa. But they really are more similar than a lot of people give them credit for. Yeah, for and sure. Michael Darty is so good at striping, uh yeah, at let me try that again. And Michael Darty is so good at striking that balance between never leaning too hard into either camp. yeah, and for just sure. bringing, bringing like what elements of each genre need to be present in a scene or in a sequence that need to be there. And
0: one never diminishes the other. Mm -hmm. Which I think can be a failing of some horror comedies that are trying to do both. Like, um, not that the writer or director is leaning too hard in either direction, but rather that, like, something scary is happening, but then something funny happens and it makes the scary thing less scary. It's like... This movie is able to effectively scare you and make you laugh, sometimes in the same scene or in the same moment. Like, I'm thinking specifically about the Charlie and Mr. Wilkins Mm -hmm. scene. Yeah. Which, like, we've talked about this. I mean, it's horrific. This kid is fucking being poisoned. Like, it's a scary moment. But Mr. Wilkins is also making these, like, dumbass jokes for himself, (laughs) by the way. Like, they're they're not- it's just him and the kid. Like laughing just, at his
1: own stupid fucking jokes. Like.
0: Like it's it's just really funny. Like, it's hilarious, and it's also really creepy at the same time. Yeah. Like like you're laughing at these jokes, but you're also very aware of the like. This is a guy who is having a great
1: time murdering somebody. Yeah. And furthermore, murdering a child. Can I also just point out that in that scene, it is like. I just noticed it this time watching it, but like he's he starts talking about like how his father warned him about like Halloween and all the traditions that he had to follow. And I was think sitting there thinking like Does serial killing just run in this family? I genuinely think it does. I think this is this is like something that is
0: passed down from parent to child in Mr. Wilkins' family, which like that fucking rules. I love that. A I love that. Like his dad was a killer who taught
1: him to kill, and now he's teaching his son how to kill. It's great. I love it. I love that little detail. It's it's just nice to see a tradition being handed down through a family, you know? It's just
0: wholesome. Like it's just cute. I like it.
1: <laughs> we love family bonding. We on this love podcast. family. Listen, we love murder families on this podcast. Our first episode was Saw. So. We have said
0: it once and we'll say it a thousand times. We fucking love murder families on this podcast.
1: We're Thank you, Michael Doherty, for
0: adding to the to the to the pantheon of murder families.
1: Thank you, sir. that we celebrate. While we're wrapping up, I just want to shout out really quick: the score of this movie is fucking great. I have oh, it on it's vinyl. Bangers on bangers. I have it on vinyl, and it is actually a composer that Michael Doherty works with a lot, Douglas Pipes, who also. You guessed it. Did the score for Krampus. Krampus! Have you guys guessed that we're doing Krampus this year around Christmas? Yeah. We'll talk about that in a couple months. We'll come back. Oh, I'm so excited.
0: I love Krampus. But yeah, I I really do want Michael Doherty to make more holiday. I want him to do all of the holidays. There's this one movie that I think is called New Year's Evil. And it's like the only New Year's horror movie that I've ever heard of. I've never seen it. It's from the 80s. Uh-huh. But
1: Michael Doherty
0: could do a real. I think you could do a, such a good New Year's horror movie.
1: I think we should just let him. Like, there is this fucking movie, and I can't remember the name of it. It was about. It was like. A, it was an anthology about, like. You know, uh, I think it's literally shorts. just called holidays.
0: If I think we're yeah, thinking of the same movie, yeah, it is just called holidays.
1: Yeah, and it was fucking weird as fuck and not very good. But I, think I didn't Michael see Hardy, it, but
0: I've definitely scrolled past it on Netflix and been like, "That looks like a shitty Tubi movie. I'm not watching
1: it. It's, it's not good. It's it's. I mean, it's fun to watch with your friends.
0: <laughs> get, that, that's a
1: a movie to get drunk with your friends and watch for sure. No, it's it's a wonderful movie to get drunk with and drunk and watch your fr- with your friends. God, I can't talk. From can you talk You're about reaching the Can we tell we're reaching the end of the episode when I can't talk? (laughs) But Um, yeah, I
0: I want Michael Daugherty to do a New Year's movie. I want him to do Scary Easter. I want... I mean, you can try to dethrone Pilgrim as the Thanksgiving scary movie. If anyone could make a movie that's as good a Thanksgiving horror movie as Pilgrim, I I think Michael Daugherty could do it. Um, What other holidays are there? He could do Arbor Day. He could do Evil Trees. St. Patrick's Day. Oh, he could do St. Patrick's Day? Uh you know what leprechaun should not be the only St. Patrick's Day horror movie that there is. There should be more.
1: Who is th- who's the director that keeps wanting to do Leprechaun? Is it Michael Doherty? I think it might be. It's either him or like someone else. Give him give whoever that is Leprechaun. I know that they've already done like a remake
0: reboot of Leprechaun, but I do I it don't again. think it- I don't think it went over really well and I think they should try to do it again and they should hire Michael Doherty to do it. i agree and they should if warwick davis wants to come back he should (laughs) because i don't think warwick davis was in that one make it happen make it happen this is my this is my bargain if we have to to do reboots let's do them right (laughs) yeah god damn it you know like everyone's doing reboots now and no one's doing them the way that they fucking should i just want
1: to say one thing before we wrap up yes Lori Trick or Treat, I'm free on Thursday. (laughs) If you're also free on Thursday, please hit me up so we can hang out on Thursday when I am free. Thank you very much, ma'am. Okay, I also have something to say. Okay. Mr. Wilkins Trick or
0: Treat, if you need a stepmother for your murder kid, I'm there. (laughs) I'm fucking there. I would be such a good stepmom. Oh my god. You would. I would. Jimmy can vouch for me. Anyway, right, let's hear this, this, this has been Taylor and Jemmy Have Horny crisises Live on Mike. Uh, let's read some letterbox reviews. That's this whole fucking podcast, Taylor. Yeah, yeah it is. So uh, I do a segment on this podcast called Live, Laugh, Letterboxd, where I read funny Letterboxd reviews. This first one actually comes from a friend of the pod. Uh, our friend James, who, along with his wonderful wife, Rhea, does the podcast Ether and I-Core. He reviewed this wait, film. Wait. Please listen to them; they're so good. Yeah, their their podcast is great. His review says, "Our Sam, who art in Ohio, hallowed be thy queen."
1: <laughs>
0: the way I knew. Thank you, James, for this review. It made me giggle. <laughs> oh man, he gave it four and a half stars. Um, of course. Yeah. Uh, this next review comes from Karsten, who says, Great movie for anyone who has ever wished suffering on Logan Roy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If you watch Succession and you're like, Oh man, this dude's a fucking piece of shit. I wish that a Halloween demon would come and fucking beat his ass. And then he would get murdered by a bunch of zombie children. Watch True do I
1: have the movie for you? Uh,
0: Sarah says, Sam only acted like that because he was hangry. It's true. Four and a half stars. Uh, Siobhan says, and if I stabbed you with my pointy lollipop, would you still love me? Three and a half stars. Yes, Sam, I would. I would. I would do anything for you. Uh,
1: Caleb says, of
0: course this happened in Ohio. Five
1: stars. (laughs) is also happens in Ohio, by the way. (laughs) Did Michael Dougherty grow up in Ohio? He had to have. I think he must have. Yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) This next one comes from Nick, who... This review is, like, a long one, but the first sentence of it fucking knocked the wind out of me. Uh, and-
1: update, wait, quick update. Yes, he did grow up in Columbus, Columbus Ohio. Of course he
0: did! <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course he did. So Nick says, uh... I
0: never thought I would see a horror black comedy version of Pulp Fiction, but here we are, folks. Oh my god, no! <laughs> I've been tricked into liking a Tarantino movie! And I'm never going to be able to think about this movie the same way again because this does have the exact same structure as Pulp Fiction. <laughs> it does. Pulp Fiction is also one of those anthology movies where like all of the segments take place in basically the same area and feature characters who like cross over into each other's stories and yeah thank you Nick for enlightening me uh I'm never gonna watch this movie the same way again (laughs) uh Tom says little pumpkin boy is such a rascal four stars he is such a rascal he's a scamp stank shadow says what we're all thinking which is Sam has cute little hands He does have cute little hands. Four stars. (laughs) And uh, the final review comes from Mila, who says, Hey, 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 come on. Sam's just a little guy. Sam's just a little guy and it's his holiday. Come on. He's a little Halloween boy. You're going to punch a little Halloween boy on his holiday? Three and a half stars. Literally,
1: though, are you you really going to punch a little Halloween boy on his holiday, Mr. Krieg? Really? Oh, wait, no. I do actually have one more.
0: Okay. This one comes from Deep Space Nine Millimeter. They say, has one of, if not the very best scenes of projectile barfing in the history of cinema. Reminds me of when I was a wee lad and I ate five full-sized Three Musketeers in one sitting. I have not been able to eat one since. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people just dump their childhood trauma into their letterbox reviews. <laughs> great. They're like, you need to know. Everyone needs to know. And I do. I do need to know. Thank you, Deep Space Nine Millimeter.
1: I love a horror movie with a happy ending. Me too, which is why I love this movie. I I mean, I can't give this movie anything but 5 stars. It's so good. It's in my it's been in my Halloween rotation from the minute I saw it. I have like the special edition DVD that Shout Factory did. I have the omnibus. I have all this stuff. Like I it's 5 stars for me. Dude. And also it's for you. It's for me. It's Michael Doherty did that werewolf thing for me. This movie
0: is for you in the same way that Dracula 80 1972 is for me or like Beyond the Valley of the Dolls,
1: you know? It's it's for me in the same way that The Shape of Water is for Rhea. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to give it five stars. It's a great movie and a perennial Halloween classic. Like, you can't not love it unless you do hate it. In which case, what's wrong with you?
1: genuinely like if this movie if you haven't watched this movie it is the perfect time of year to do so please 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 watch trick-or-treat like i'm on my knees i'm on my nose anyone like i i can't imagine this holiday without trick-or-treat anymore that's how good this movie is like it's wonderful it needs to be in your halloween rotation if it isn't already yeah next time we are entering hot witch november our second annual hot witch november baby
0: hopefully this time we won't run into any curses oh my god yeah knock on wood
1: (laughs) any dark curses and we will be kicking it off with a movie that i have not seen neither have i but it is by our good friend robert zombert thank you robert and it features his
0: wife who i have a big crush on in the lead role so
1: wonderful We we will be watching lords of salem next time hell yeah So you can join us for that in two weeks. But before that, we actually have a special episode on Halloween coming out for you guys. It's just a nice little unedited back and forth kind of one of those episodes that we do about new things that came out. I'll let you guys draw your conclusions as to what that is. But I would like just to I would like you to just think about who runs this podcast. What do they like? What do they enjoy? And what has come out recently? And until then, you can follow us at FGFpod.com on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you enjoyed what we did here today, you can give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just do whatever it is you need to do on your podcast platform of choice to let let us know that you enjoy what we did here today. And we will see you next time for Lords of Salem. Bye, guys. Bye. Au. (laughs) Au.